the North Canterbury Youth Services, you saw some great clips up there, and they will always be some of my most favourite times of my life. Um, the camps over at Charleston, um, and probably for us that was where a real uh, friendship was formed and forged with these guys as we sharpened each other. There has been so many different conversations that, um, that you're, you're, you've never seen, but uh, going deep into the early hours of, uh, of the morning, um, as we have talked about church things, as we have rolled around uh, on the floor just under the presence of uh, God, and uh, some other things we won't talk about as well. But, you know, there's just been some amazing, amazing... <laughs> I'm not putting the hand up on that one. <laughs> Tireless, tireless conversations about church. Um, in fact, I did, I did kind of wonder what on earth are we going to talk about now? Oh, we can still talk about church, can we? Yeah. yeah. Um, when we became senior pastors, there was no question. It was never even, you know, debated uh, as to who our associates would be. It was just always going to be Glenn and Debbie because these guys had complementary gifts to us. They were faithful. Uh, they fitted all the criteria. And, um, and these guys have been... Incredible, incredible, and I, I mean incredible associate pastors. Absolutely. Couldn't have asked for uh, better, uh, and you'd be hard-pressed to find better. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a really tough patch for us that we walked through, um, and I remember in that time that, uh, that Glenn and Debbie, they stepped right up beside us. They, they really, um, for, for a period of time, led. And then when we were, we were good again, they graciously stepped back and allowed us to uh, continue to do what we needed to do and and that um, I will always be incredibly incredibly grateful to you guys for for that time Um, and these guys have set their hearts to serving us as senior pastors they really have they've been right there they've been uh, chief encouragers they've been chief support they've been the people there when we've had to grind through things they've, they've helped us with it and, and uh, given them perspective and um, we're so uh, so so appreciative of that um, you know as I shared last week two years ago uh, while I was out on a retreat we always kind of knew that it would probably Glenn and Debbie that would take over after us, but God settled it for us that day, uh, for, for, for me when I was out on that retreat. And he started to, as I said last week, just uh, start to um, speak to me about the giftings that are on Glenn, the giftings that are on, uh, upon Debbie, um, and incredible complementary giftings between the two of them um, that, uh, that is just going to be a, a such benefit and value uh, for this church as they lead you guys on, as they lead us on. Um, and um, the, uh, when we've talked about it in leadership meetings, when we've talked about it with, um, with outside people, uh, in fact, people have even said to us, um, quite senior people said, um, so Glenn and Debbie will take over after you. It's just, you know, there's just that call that is on their lives that has been so obvious um, and uh, there's never been any doubt about that really. Uh, Kevin Forlong he, he was just like yeah John Steele uh, leader of new life when I told him what our plans were he said so Glenn will take over from you. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Debbie you, you know you and uh, Deborah in the Bible uh, I just think that's a, an incredible account, um, and uh, and I think of you in terms of that Deborah in the Bible, someone who had uh, an incredible love for her people, but also had that nous about her as well, um, and and that's you, Debbie. 
that is you just uh, incredible incredible love for people but uh, not afraid to get in there um, and to uh, to do what needs to be done and so that's going to just be so awesome as I said last week Glenn Debbie you are senior pastors you are senior pastors you're senior pastors together um, and don't let anyone ever say otherwise um, and uh, and Glenn your uh, it's been just so exciting to watch uh, your le- leadership, your courage, your tenacity—you know—just continue to grow and be strengthened. And um, and uh, when I came back from sabbatical um, last year and saw what you guys had done, I was like, "Yeehaw! These guys are going to do a fantastic job." Uh, it was so exciting. To uh, Peter and Lynn, I want to say you—you you guys can be extremely proud of the daughter that you have raised. She is an amazing young lady. Um, and uh, and to Jim, uh, you and Sue can be incredibly proud of uh, of the young man that you have raised as well. He is a true asset uh, in so many ways. So, and thank you for being here today. So, Glenn and Deb, I just um, uh, before I, I hand over to Lynn, I just want to say your faithfulness has brought you to this place today. Uh, The gifting, the calling, the abilities that are on your life have brought you to this place today. Um, And uh, and I just want to say, well done. Well done. Awesome. You know, Chris, the way that you get a really good associate pastor is to be one. And uh, that's what you were for us. So, Glenn and Deb, it's a real privilege for us as, as parents... Um, to be, and former senior pastors of this church, to actually be at this day and on this occasion, and it's, it's really exciting. You know, God has been preparing these two for a long time, and today they are so ready for this commission from God. You know, when after 11 years as senior pastors, um, I handed over the church to Chris and Ruth in August 2006, I think it was, um, I could also see the gift on Glenn and Deb, and it was clear that they also had the call and the ability to lead a church, but I sensed that God was still preparing them, and, uh, and I believe that Chris and Ruth carried something that this church needed at that time, and, uh, and what amazing leaders they have been. You know, I was I'm just going to stick this in that book, but um, because it doesn't sound like there's much of an opportunity to say much, I'm just going to divert over here for about one minute. And I want to read this out. Um, Dear Chris and Ruth and family, what a gift you've been to to us personally and to our church. You've worked tirelessly, prayed passionately, worshipped wholeheartedly, served loyally, trained others diligently, given generously, loved unconditionally, counseled wisely, encouraged enormously. And through all seasons, you've grown in grace as you've followed God 100%, holding nothing back. It's been a privilege to work alongside you and a joy to watch your family arrive one by one and grow to love God and people as you do. Your leadership skills given and anointed by God have brought our church into a whole new level. You have strengthened foundations. You've honoured the past. You've dreamed of a better future and confidently lead the church toward that. And our sure and certain belief is that you have many phases of ministry ahead of you, each building on the other in terms of fruitfulness, joy, and Holy Ghost power. 
And it's going to be fun to journey with you in different ways over the coming years. New Life, New Life Churches International, has also been blessed and enlarged by who you are and what you carry. The card says, thanks a million, and I've just reiterated it here. So, and our prayer is that God will bless each one of you super abundantly in every dimension. So I'll leave you to stick that in the book. But I couldn't not say something today and just let that pass. So back to these guys. Glenn, um, when Deb first brought you home, <laughs> this little puppy dog with great big eyes, and assured me right from the beginning you really liked us, really liked me. We had no idea how much blessing you were going to be to our family. And I was thinking how a family is a bit like a river. You have this flow of life within your family. You have a culture. You have all these things that you don't even know you've got. Um, But Glenn was a tributary that added into our flow, our river, and greatly enriched us as a family. You've stretched us. you've, You've added things in that were missing and that have made us better as a family. Um, you've brought fun and depth, often in the same sentence. Uh, but overall, Glenn, you're, you're a man without guile. You know, what you see is what you get with Glenn. There's no pretense. He's authentic, he's real. And the hallmark, um, really, Glenn, is humility that I see. And, and I just see that that comes from this forever gratefulness for what Jesus has done for you. And I so admire your openness to the Spirit, both for God to adjust and minister to you, but also in hearing from God so clearly and accurately for us here and leading us into something that God wants to say or do. And uh, we've seen God move powerfully as a result of that. Your words when you preach, when you minister, when you talk to people are always washed in grace and love. You minister to the heart of people. There's no condemnation. You're a great connector, great relater. There is um, such a heart for people to know Christ. That's the gift of the evangelist that is on Glen. But you also want people to know more than that. You don't want to just get them saved and walk away and find someone else to get saved. You've got this real caring about the wholeness of a person. You want them to know the fullness of God's love and to be delivered and healed and set free and and fulfill destiny. As Chris has pointed out, you're one of the longest serving youth pastors that that I know of. And you loved and you still love the youth like a father. You were never just running a program and wanting it to get more and more successful so one day you could take over the church and be the senior pastor. It was never about that. It was about love for those that you were ministering to. And we've seen God grow your capacity through various means over the years, developing perseverance and tenacity. Deb, you've got a huge capacity for people, huge energy, gift of hospitality, and a desire for depth of relationship. And there's a sensitivity to people that comes out of your own journey. You two are concerned for the wholeness of people You have the gift of organisation. You'll find ways and tools to effectively grow people and to grow the church. You have a leadership gift. I also make reference to Deborah of the Old Testament. And the thing I want to point out about that is the people wanted to follow her. And that's the same with you. Don't ever doubt that. 
So there's a leadership gift, there's that organisational gift. You're gifted in music and worship leading and there's a prophetic edge that goes with that as well. And you're also gifted to teach line upon line, but with tons of personal experience that makes it so real. So between the two of you, there's quite a package there. I see the two of you demonstrate God's heart for genuine relationship with all people. Family, church, and in the community. I see that you both want God's very best for every individual, and you see people as individuals. We also see there's an exciting creativity in your approach to what church looks like and to how it functions. And that's what's going to be exciting for all of us as we enter this new phase. And I see the two of you operating like the thumb and the forefinger. You know, how often do we use that little movement? It's so important to us. And uh, the thumb can't do a whole lot on its own, the forefinger, what it could point. But together, there's so much that can be done. So to the church, we want to say that we totally endorse and support these guys as senior pastors of Thrive Church. And to you, we also want to say, trust these guys, pray for them, love them, support them, follow them as they follow Christ, dream with them, grow with them, and step up with the gifts that God has given you so together we see God's desires and dreams fulfilled in and through Thrive Church. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, Wes, pleasure to have you with us. And um, yeah, come share. Well, what a great day. It is a, very, it is a great day. And uh, it's a great day for you both. And uh, to a degree, and I don't say this in a silly way, but to a degree being set free into another because when you're senior leaders of a house, there is a, there is a, a significant, significant constraint because you, of the responsibility you carry and the, the, the weight and the spirit that you carry for people's lives. Paul said, I, you know, those who teach are going to be judged more, more severely. <laughs> joy, joy, joy. And, uh, and so to be released from that in that sense is, is, is a sense of release. And so enjoy that. But also the process of change and transition and all that sort of thing, no doubt you've been through it, you're going through it. But I just want to say from another leader in the Canary Region's point of view, we've watched you both and uh, enjoyed seeing the growth and the, the stand that you both made. Uh, you, you made a stand to a degree against some of the prevailing tide and you stood for the things of the Spirit and the things of the kingdom when the prevailing tide was a bit different. And so that takes some courage. It also takes some conviction. And I want to honour you both for that conviction. And you did it in amongst some personal challenges, personal trials, as we do. Uh, but this transition today is part of, the, part of the evidence of character, gifting and anointing, and also your stand. And so uh, Chris and Debbie are going to uh, reap of the stand that you've taken, also the stand that Lynn and Peter took before you, and the stand that was taken before you. And so uh, I think you can be, uh, you can actually give yourself a pat on the back in that sense, to say that we've actually we've actually run this course well, and you have, and you've set an example. And uh, as another leader in the region. Uh, 
it, I've been enriched by by watching you and and knowing and getting to know you to some to some level, and just 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 seeing how you've led. And so, uh, well done. God bless you. Well done. Well done. Well done. And Glenn and Debbie. Oh, my name's Wedge Chambers, by the way. I'm from the other side of the city, and um, down south. <laughs> and uh, uh, my wife Janet and I lead Living Waters Christian Centre, and it's been uh, we we've enjoyed the relationship we've had with uh, what is now Thrive, and uh, we've we've not always uh, seen a lot of each other in that sense, but knowing that in a sense this the kind of spirit and the kind of things that you love and the things of the kingdom and of the Holy Ghost, etc., that you love is also the same passion we have. And so we've, we've kind of felt like we've had allies <laughs> on, the, on the northern boundaries. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's been, been a very good thing. And, and Glenn and Debbie watching you grow. Debbie, I think the first time we ever came here, I'm not sure when it was, but it was a long time ago when you were worship leading, knowing that you were Lynn's daughter and so on, or, or Lynn was your mother, rather, you know. And uh, just just seeing uh, and feeling this kind of sense of genuineness and 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 solidness in the Lord that was around your life and in your life, and uh, I'm not surprised at all that you're you're, you're taking the step today. And Glenn, just getting to know you over the years, seeing your sense of everything of the Spirit, seeing your love for people, just just seeing a little bit about how you've related to Debbie, and uh, because really uh, the measure of a man really is how he treats his wife. They say that the quality of a man is seen in his wife's face after 10 years. You must be a good man. Must be, must be, must be a good man. So uh, you're, you're taking a tremendous step today. This is not only a tremendous, tremendous step for you and your family and your children's children. It's also a tremendous step for this church. Not only for this church, but I want to say, church, you, you're going to have to lend them. You're going to have to, over time, you're going to have to have, you're going to have, an ad, have to have an attitude where you're prepared to lend them and be prepared to gift them and be prepared to let what flows out of their lives and what they learn in leading you guys flow into other houses, other churches, even other movements in the future. And so uh, because I, I'm convinced of this for both of you, that there is a very definite anointing on you both to really become, if you're not already, but fathers and mothers. It's been said. But, I, but at the moment, you're fathers and mothers in this house, and, and there's, there's a dimension there. But I know that God is going to cause that dimension to develop where you, 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 will, be, you will be fathers and mothers in this nation. Well, one, one of each, you know, um, in this nation. I do also believe it'll go beyond New Zealand. Um, because the things that Lynn talked about are the things that fathers and mothers need to be for people to see that and feel that. And so, how old are you now, Glenn? 39. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good age. You know, a lot of people stay 39 for a long time. And uh, we won't ask your age, Debbie. I know it's significantly younger. But <laughs> In uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says this, in a well-known passage. Jesus saying basically at a stage in his ministry where he was becoming much more public 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he said something amazing. He said, and this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Up till then, they were all really happy. Very happy people on Sunday. Saturday it was for them in the synagogue. But after that, after it started to sink in that he said that this today, this passage is fulfilled in your hearing, they all became different. This religious demon manifested in them and they started to get ugly and they wanted to stone him. <laughs> and all because this Jesus accepted who he was and accepted the call, the anointing, the positioning, the sending, and then was prepared to publicly say, this is fulfilled in your hearing. When a man or a woman carries something in secret, it's one thing. But when they're prepared to, oops, I won't destroy your picture. When they're prepared to own it, accept it, live it, and then even be prepared to say to other people, I'm called of God to do this, sometimes it takes a while for those people to adjust their attitude to actually accept, yes, this man, this woman is called of God. They are now the seniors. They are now this, they are now that, they are now something else. And when that shift happens, sometimes things can manifest a little. But I want to say to you as a church, you've gotten used to this young man and this young woman through the years. You are at a significant advantage to now receive the gift of God that God has placed in your midst. Because Glenn and Debbie are not just a couple of people who have grown in some ministry and learnt some things and learnt to preach and learnt to worship lead and so on. These people are a gift of God to you. They're a gift. It's taken years for God to mature this couple. The trials, the tribulations, the inputs, the things he's had to teach them, the things he's needed to discipline in them, the things he's needed to guide them through, the patience he's had to exercise. I say this because he's done that with me and, you know, done it with all of us. But God has invested a lot in preparing this couple for this day and for this day forward. They're not... They're not people who just pursued a a job and won the right to have the job. They are people who laid down their lives, no doubt had many other options. Many other options. But laid down those options to respond to the call of God and to respond to the love of God moving in them to give their lives, if you like, and narrow down their choices and narrow down the walk so that they could stand and minister and stand in the house of God as ministers of the gospel. Standing in an office. Standing with an anointing. Standing with a responsibility. Standing with a a weight in the Spirit that only they know and those who have gone before. So I want to tell you, my friends, what will be best for your life and the health of this, life, this church and this community and everything that, that flows out of your life and the future in the Lord. The very best thing you can do today is to say, Glenn and Debbie, I receive you in this office. I receive you as a gift of God. 
And if you receive them as a gift of God, then not only will you receive what flows from their lives and is on their lives, but something in you will actually change and something in you will click into another gear and will enable God to take you on the next stage of your maturity and lead you into the things that God has for you. Because that's how authority flows in the house of God. And so Paul was able to say, I, Paul, an apostle, called of God, da-da-da-da. When you acknowledge, and if you haven't already, if you have already, fantastic, but when you acknowledge that you are called of God, both of you, you're called of God, you're appointed of God, you're anointed of God, you fix that in your heart. Do you know that? You know you're called? You know you're anointed? Fix that in your heart. It's an immovable thing. The same God who anointed you and called you on a good day is the same God who called you and anointed you on a tough day. Okay? You're not fear where the pastors. Okay? You cannot be fear where the pastors and become parents in the faith. Okay? So I want, I want, number one, I want you to both take my hand. This wasn't planned. This is just how it's going to happen. Just stand if you would. And I want you to do something for me. I want you to repeat after me. I know that I am called of God. I am gifted. I am anointed. And I am appointed. This is a good day. I will believe those things when it's not a good day. Father, seal it in their spirits. Absolutely seal it in their spirits. So I just uh, count it a great privilege to be able to come and just share a few things with you and to a degree challenge you all. Uh, you're not creating a culture that's the same spirit of the world. The spirit of the world is a culture of dishonor, a culture of criticism, cynicism, mocking, etc., etc. The culture that's in the house of God, when it's a healthy house of God, is a culture of respect, a culture of honor. And I'm not saying that because it's a catchphrase. I'm serious. It's a culture where people will say, eh, they must be disciples of Jesus because they love each other. And so we, Janet and I just want to say that we are committed to you both as fellow leaders. And uh, we're committed to you both to stand with you and, and pray with you and be available for counsel should you ever think you want to seek us for counsel. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we're just thrilled that you've taken the step. Okay, God bless. Chris? Thanks. Uh, thanks, Wes. Good. Very good. Very good. Well, we come to the uh, we come to the baton pass. This is the uh, this is the baton that was passed to me by Lynn uh, when I took over as senior pastor. Um, this baton, I have numerous times walked around my office, just holding, doing this, usually ending up in me dropping it, and I go, "Thank you for the grace of God that even when I do drop it at times, I can pick it up again." But the reason I have walked around holding this in my office at, at times has not been uh, so much to remind me of who I am, uh, but it has been to remind me of who God is. 
um, and what the office of a senior pastor carries, uh, what has been set up uh, by heaven, the tools, the resources, uh, the wisdom, the guidance from heaven. Um, and so there's been times where I've had uh, tough things, uh, tough decisions to make or things I, where I just have really wondered which way to go. And I've picked this up. And, and it's almost like when I just start to do this, it's like that wisdom just starts to flow. Everything starts to feel okay, and I know that he is with me. Um, you know, there, is, there are numerous times in the Bible where God reminds his leaders that he has put them there to lead that this is their time. And uh, as senior leader, I have had my time where God put me there, placed me there to lead this church. And, and I'd like to think that we, we did a good job while we were there. Um, and, uh, and now it is uh, it, it's my privilege to pass this on uh, to, Deb, to Glenn and Deb. The other thing I love about the baton is that a baton uh, symbolizes a team event as well. Uh, there are those who have run before, and there are those who will still run. But on the side, there are the people that are also putting in the preparation, that are putting in the encouragement, that are on the team. Uh, one of my favorite passages, and I've got a lot of them, as you've found over the last few years. One of my favorite passages, though, is uh, that we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, um, and uh, and so Ruth and I, we get to be a part of that crowd. Uh, all of you are a part of that crowd. Those that have been before are part of that crowd as well, um, and we get to cheer these guys on as they run their race of the leg, or their leg of the race, rather. Um, so, uh, so, and Ruth and I, we are committed to doing that. We are committed to cheering you guys on as you do this. Uh, an appointment of a pastor is firstly made in heaven. All we do really here on earth is we recognize something that God is doing. Um, and for Ruth and I, uh, we recognized that God was making a shift, and we responded to it. Um, as Jesus said, I can only do what I see the Father doing. Um, and so we're recognizing what has already been set up in heaven today. Uh, so, Glenn and Deb, as I give this baton over, um, I also give over the mantle of senior pastor and all that is associated with it. This is not something that uh, I have taken lightly. This has been of great consideration. Um, and, uh, and there are aspects of being senior pastor and that mantle that I will really miss. There's a few other bits as well. There are aspects that I really, really will miss. Um, but I believe in you guys to lead this church on into a better future. Both of you together. Go for it. Well, uh, it's my privilege um, to introduce you to my senior pastors, Glenn and Debbie Fraser.
Hey, thank you so much, everybody. She don't know quite what to say right now. You guys are incredible. And just thank you so much, everybody, for blessing us this morning with your prophecies and words of encouragement and your love for us. And we just feel so blessed to have all of you in our world. So thank you. And amazingly big thank you to Chris and Ruth, too. You guys are awesome. Just as we have taken this bet in today, we do just want to honour and thank um, our previous senior pastors, so Trevor and Clarice, who's one of the great cloud of witnesses, and for my mum and dad, thank you, and our amazing Kristen Ruth as well. I want to thank all of you for who you are, for all you've done and been for this church, for all you've established and for your lives poured out for us and for the kingdom and for this church. Thank you. Um, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, that's been an amazing service today for us. Um, we're just so, all the words that were said over us were just like waves of like, wow. <laughs> and we just, um, we want to serve you guys, you know, we want to, that's what we want to get on and do. We want to, um, we want to be here for you. We want to, um, support you. We want to believe in Heaven's finest for you. <laughs> we we want the absolute best for everyone's lives in this place. Um, we haven't we haven't sought out to be anyone particular <laughs> in life. We've just been. It feels like we've gone. God, what what are you doing? What's what's next on this adventure um, called life? And um, as a youth pastor. We used to pray that prayer um, that Solomon prayed, you know, God, you know, ask for, he says to Solomon, you know, ask for whatever you want. And he says, I just, I just need some more wisdom to lead the people. And with a youth group of two or three when we started, that was what we were praying. You would just want, just help us to help people. Um, just help us, God. We want to, we want to see everyone become totally whole totally in the right place and um, and here we are today just kind of like with that same call I guess and um, question to God you know we, we have that same prayer in our lives just we want we want to see people thriving we want to see um, uh, his name glorified we want to see the truth of the gospel um, released on this earth um, the gospel is the greatest message. It's the greatest. It's the greatest message. It's the answer. It's not just a message. It's a life. Um, and that's that. That we believe that is that is the greatest thing that we could set our hearts towards is is the message of His goodness of arising and shining into His goodness. Um, we believe that God has an incredible plan for this church and the people of Canterbury. Um, Walt Disney, I love Walt Disney. I just, I've always loved Disney. As a child, I loved Disney cartoons. I just, He just created some magic on this planet, Walt Disney did. And he said this, that it's kind of fun to do the impossible. 
and I, I, and some of those words that have been said today, um, the random, crazy, wild ideas and things like that, I'm all for that. <laughs> I, sometimes we look at our lives and we laugh and we think, why are we doing so much? And this is a little bit crazy, but we've, we've also sought God in everything that we're doing. And where he guides, he provides. And there's, a, there's always been a grace for us. And, and we know that with God, all things are possible. With all things are possible. So we're going to go on and have a crazy fun adventure. We're going to go on and see some awesome things happen and see the impossible come to pass um, in our lives and in this church and in this world. We're going to uh, just um, close this service out um, today with a song um, that Deb and I just heard probably a, a month or so ago and it's um, we sang a little of it last week and it's called For the Sake of This World and when we heard the song we just thought the, the lyrics just so resonated with our hearts um, and we believe that this is something that God is saying to us as a church at this time, this is, this is for everyone I just want to read you a few of the, the words and then we're going to stand and sing this song and then we're going to go out and eat food and that's going to be awesome uh, so it says this, I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control, I'm never looking back, I surrender all, I'm living for your glory on the earth, there's passion in my heart, there's stirring in my soul to see the nations bow for all the world to know, I'm living for your glory on the earth, for the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. Light a flame in my soul for every eye to see. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire. I'm laying down my life. I'm giving up control. Never looking back. I surrender all. I'm living for your glory on the earth. Bow for all the world to know. 